worried about cybersecurity? Well, you probably should be. I'm Jim Park, and this is HTT Talks Trucking. It's our third episode of our fifth season. And it's our 40th episode, so it's a bit of a milestone if you like round numbers. This episode is sponsored by HDTX. Visit heavydutytruckingexchange.com to learn more. If you're a typical fleet in North America, somewhere between 5 and 25 trucks, you may think you're not big enough to attract a hacker's attention. You may think cyber attacks only happen to big fleets because they have more of what might be of interest to a hacker. But according to our guest, Kevin Lenardic, the chief technology officer at Carrier Logistics, you'd be dead wrong. He says fleets of all sizes are potential targets, and he says most fleets don't pay enough attention to the threat of a cyber attack. Carrier Logistics is a transportation and logistics software provider based in Elmsford, New York, and Kevin Lenardic has been keeping an eye on the interweb's darker side and its nefarious players for almost 25 years now. It's his job to keep the company's customers' data safe, and he's got a few suggestions on how you can protect your company from prying eyes. Kevin joins us right after this. Heavy Duty Trucking Exchange is a unique networking event where fleet managers and suppliers connect and collaborate. HDTX 2021 takes place in Scottsdale, Arizona. Due to the ongoing pandemic, we can't yet commit to a date, so visit heavydutytruckingexchange.com to check for updates and to learn more about the event. This episode of HDT Talks Trucking is all about cybersecurity, and my guest is a fellow who's been working in the trenches for some time now to keep his clients and everybody else safe from unwarranted intrusions. Kevin Lenardic, the Chief Technology Officer at Carrier Logistics Incorporated, welcome to HDT Talks Trucking. Well, thank you, Jim, um, very much. I'm very, very happy and glad to, to be here and uh, to be able to talk to you today. Well, we're sure looking forward to what you have to say because this is a... <laughs> A real going concern. Uh, before we get started, though, can you tell us a little bit about Carrier Logistics and, and that company's role in the cybersecurity world? I sure can. Thank you. Um, so, sure, Carrier Logistics, uh, we kind of call ourselves CLI for short. Uh, we have been around uh, for, for decades, actually, going back um, to, to the 70s and 80s, um, you know, when computers were even just starting. Um, but, uh, of course, uh, I have been myself been with, with the company uh, for almost 25 years, and like you said, I am the, the chief technology officer at Carrier Logistics at this point. Um, so CLI, we, we develop freight um, transportation software, again, mostly for the LTL um, side of the fence. Uh, but of course, we dabble, dabble in other areas as well. Um, we have been, again, like I said, um, working in this environment for a very long time. Um, and of course, we've been hosting um, our customers' applications, um, well, since the word SaaS was invented. And what's your, what's your background in cybersecurity? Uh, well, again, being the, the chief um, technology officer, I'm uh, kind of the, the inside um, person in the office uh, who looks, A, after the software, and B, at all the, the technical sides of the fence. Uh, I, you know, I tend not to get to the sales part. Uh, I want to get in there, um, help develop new software, help keep it safe uh, and everything we deploy uh, out to our customers, we need to make sure it's it's safe and secure and we're following continuously all of the latest uh, protocols, uh, again, to keep our customers safe because, you know, if one of our customers ever gets uh, in trouble, um, well, we know who they'll be calling. 
<laughs> no doubt, yeah. Well, let's get started with a 40,000-foot view of this issue. The, the world is electronic now. Everything's online, uh, which means there's probably doorways into our lives and our businesses that most of us would prefer stayed closed. But as we saw with the recent Russian attack of the uh, U.S. government, we can't always keep the bad guys out. So um, I can understand why the Russians would want access to the U.S. government data, but how large a problem is it really for truck fleets? Is is there anything valuable enough there to uh, uh, set these carry, these hackers uh, really in hot pursuit of what we have to offer? Uh, um, absolutely there is. And, and I think that's something um, you just said, that, that truckers, fleet managers, they don't think of, um, well, it's just my data. Like, what's the worst that could, that could happen? You know, why do they even want my data? And, uh, well, again, I've seen it over and over time and time again. Um, it might not even be your data that they want access to. Um, they absolutely want um, to get into your system. Um, they want to see what data they have because they are data hungry. And they might even just mine your data so that they can jump to your customer lists and then attack them. Because again, you might have some very valuable data you know, for them, uh, which then leads to them jumping off to the next place. And again, if they're not looking for your data, well, maybe they're just looking for a jumping off point from a, from a network connectivity point where they're now jumping into other people's systems. And uh, you might even be very small and think you're, you're just too small of a, you know, of a, of a fish to, that someone would care about, but you're, you're the, quite the opposite. You're, you're a prime target as well. We'll get into that a little bit later. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of fleets in, who think that way, uh, not surprisingly. And, you know, personally, I take some, you know, precautions here at home with my personal data and stuff online. But I've often thought to myself, why do I bother with all this? Who the heck wants my stuff? The worst they could do to me is grab my credit card. But um, I suppose it's something we all need to think about. But one of the more famous hacks of, of recent time, I guess, was one they've called Solar Winds. Um, most people have probably read about that. And you can you can shed some light on that for us, how it went down, who the actors were, uh, how they got what they were after. Can you kind of walk us through that uh, that episode and uh, just as an illustrative point to see what this is really all about? Yeah, sure can. Uh, and, and that is a, a phenomenal case. Um, the the SolarWinds um, hack was so craftily done. Um, of course, it was catastrophic, and, and we'll see that down the line, you know, very likely. Um, these these perpetrators, and like you said, reported to be Russian. Uh, I guess they were. Um, but they were able to penetrate a third-party network monitoring um, software solution or provider, um, which, again, the, the, the federal government uses, uh, Microsoft uses, Cisco. There's just so many top Fortune you know, 500 companies, uh, which affected potentially 18,000-plus um, victims. Like quickly, what they did was they inserted their malicious code uh, into this software update mechanism of what what SolarWinds called their Orion product, and they did this back already even um, back in March. Um, and of course, it just kind of lied low and dormant. And then, of course, when SolarWinds customers decided to get their their next update um, to patch their system, the malware had a free ride in. Um, so and. Um, Again, nobody ever saw it company coming. It was not a direct 
uh, you know, head-on attack. And uh, like I said, crappily done um, really unexpectedly. Now you mentioned that there were some Fortune 500 companies there. Uh, one would expect uh, that companies like that would have, you know, the precautions in place to uh, prevent that kind of thing. Uh, I use them to compare against a mom-and-pop trucking company. Uh, how safe are those small fleets that don't have the, uh, the technical resources to prevent this kind of thing? Uh, I, you know, they're, they're, they're as safe as, as the precautions they put into it up front. Uh, that's, that's really what it comes down to. Okay. And what happened as a result of solar winds? And uh, what sort of, uh, what was the collateral damage or the, the damage set in, in motion by that hack? Uh, that's a great, great question. Um, and and, it, and it, unfortunately, the, the impact um, on this is still not even clear. Um, uh, it's, not, it's not known to the victims. That, of course, the victims are not generally coming forth and providing detailed information about That's probably their, not something you want to share with the world, is it? Certainly not. Um, <laughs> so, so there's no question that the, the, the potential impact to this, to this hack is going to impact the entire supply chain uh, for years to come. Uh, and we probably won't hear about it, you know, uh, in the news feeds, but certainly it's going to be be there for a long time as as these these clever you know hackers uh, use that and slowly you know gain information and use that information uh, to their to their will. Are you aware of many trucking companies who were hit with it too? Um, I'm not. Um, I have, of course I've you know, heard stories and then. Uh, potential ones that I can say, oh, I, this sounds pretty uh, likely candidate, but uh, you know that's a good question. Uh, and there's been again, just beside this most recent one, there there are other um, you know ransomware uh, attackers, um, you know events in, in in 2020 and 2019, and I'm sure um, you know the audience has heard uh, about them as well. And again, just like this one, that um, they they weren't safe and. <laughs> either have to pay a ransom or, or just deal with the, the outcome. Well, what's the most likely threat to a, we're talking, our audience is trucking companies here, a motor carrier, so we'll, we'll keep that in mind, but what's the most likely threat that they face? Is it uh, uh, like a ransomware attack? Is it the theft of data? Is it uh, you know, hacks to the vehicles themselves to make them you know uh, hard to control or turn them off, turn them on? What sort of stuff are, is likely to happen in our world? Well, unfortunately, I, I'd have to say all of the above. All of the above. Uh, <laughs> I was afraid you'd say that. Of course, that was probably the likely the likely answer. Um, of course, you know we, we hear about the the again direct threats against the enterprise software, uh, which um, you know again majorly affects a uh, company's ability to do business. Uh, and again, you know, when your website is down um, and you can't move your freight or, or a, a customer of yours can't find where your freight is, um, yeah, that's, that's a serious problem um, and affects them seriously. Um, but there, again, that's only one of the two. And that's, <laughs> that's why I said it's everything, really, because the other side of the fence is just kind of the data that's external to your system that you're just... You're just put, putting out, um, you know, all over the internet, over the world. Uh, you know, your your EDI data, uh, your 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 data going to your telematics platforms. It's it's all 
it's all out there and all ripe for for being captured. So what is it these guys are after? Is it is it financial data? You you talked earlier about some of the the data that they could use to you know plumb deeper into the system and get access to their customers' data and and, and that kind of stuff too. But um, I know we've sort of been over this, but where does the real threat lie? I mean, I, if anybody's sitting at home listening to this, going, "Well, yeah, I need to take steps to protect this, that, and the next thing," and for what reason do I justify it to my bosses? Uh, what is there is the biggest threat? I mean, there's not a lot of cash transactions or credit card transactions involved in in uh, distribution and, and transportation nowadays. What's the risk? Yeah, you're, you're right that um, you know we, the trucking industry tends not to store um, financial information that uh, that a customer could use, or you know, I'm calling them a customer because that they're 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 terrible. Um, but uh, you know, when you said what is the potential threat or the worst part, it's it's really you know what what customers or what shippers I should say need to look out for um, is really that their system is, is up and running. That's not going down because when their system uh, is going down, it's crashed. It's it's unavailable. It's not able to uh, to push out updates and share information with everybody in the world that, that it needs to to run their business. Um, they're they're in trouble. Um, so again, number one is is that your system is up and running and, uh, cleanly and and not affected by by hackers who who bring it down and means you're now offline. Hmm. Yeah, that would be a, a mission critical moment for most fleets, I think. Yeah, certainly not being able to communicate with their customer base. That would be a real problem. Uh, we, we all know of the threat. We're all aware of it. We all hear cybersecurity and, you know, identity theft and all that sort of stuff. It's, you know, no surprise. But do do, do fleets particularly the small and mid-sized fleets, the mom-and-pop operations, do they take this threat seriously enough to be spending any money on the problem? Uh, unfortunately, uh, what we've clearly seen out there is, is no. Um, and again, I, got, I could talk from my own base um, that, you know, uh, from years past, um, we try to nudge them into certain areas and then they, uh, and they said, well, I'm, I'm fine. I don't need to spend money on that. Um, what's going to happen to me? Uh, but, uh, but you know, it, it, it does. And then again, unfortunately uh, for us, we've, we've done our due diligence. Uh, we're, we're tactically savvy and, uh, and we, you know, we're, we do a good job, but um, it, it, it can happen. Um, you know, it can happen to anybody. Um, just, just a real, real quick, you know, just kind of talk about CLI. Um, you know, we, as I mentioned in the beginning, We've we've been in the SaaS world um, for forever, um, and you know, uh, in our old days, we we kind of did everything ourselves, just just like transportation companies. And you'd say, well, you're you're a transportation, you're a carrier, you're you're a tactical company, you should know what you're doing. And of course, generally we did, but ourselves, we 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 a couple of years ago uh, met a, a new cloud hosting provider at a trade show. Oh, you know, when you could go to a trade show and, uh, and yeah. talking to them. Yeah. The good old days. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I can't wait until they're back. Um, but again, talking with them, we quickly came to the realization that their expertise in, in the hosting of applications, you know, to, to, to keep them running smoothly and safe uh, was above our level. 
and really that that opened our eyes you know um, as a as a trans um, transportation provider um, that there are things we should be doing and we should be partnering with them uh, and of course that's what we did um, they are now doing our heavy lifting and um, you know as a side benefit we actually now can concentrate more on what we do best which is developing great software for the transportation industry. And what fleets do best is haul freight, not worry yeah. about cybersecurity. So, exactly. You know, taking on uh, someone like you as a partner or at least some sort of contractor to uh, sort out their cybersecurity problems would probably be a good idea. Absolutely. F- fantastic idea. Really smart idea. Where do the vulnerabilities lie in a typical small fleet? Is it uh, opening attachments to email? Is it uh, lack of security in the network, the telematics systems they use? Uh, offer some vulnerability on the vehicle itself. Well, what do they need to be thinking about? All of the above, I'm sure. Yeah, well, <laughs> you beat me to it because <laughs> I was just going to say all of the above. Uh, it's always, always all of the above. Um, uh, so again, I, uh, you know, like you said, tra- transportation companies um, are experts at moving pallets, but you know they might want to seek out true experts in the computer industry to protect their electronic data. Um, so what, things they can do to prevent outages in the first place? Uh, you, know, well, you know, like I said, call in an expert, you know, to harden your, your infrastructure. You know, ask them to do a, what's called a pen test. Uh, it it's really stands for penetration testing, to, to look for holes in your systems where, where data breaches can, you know, potentially occur. Uh, and there's many things you can do, you know, this. Um, there's so many potential vulnerabilities in, in your system that, that's that's out there um, that, again, you need to be cognizant of, um, you know, you need to ensure that all of your data is secure and encrypted every step of the way. Uh, and you should be always using the latest, you know, security protocols. And again, like we could get into the, the mumbo jumbo of it all. And again, that's something you want to speak to your your security providers, but again, uh, suffice to say, you need to be using the most recent up-to-date standards uh, so that all your data internally and externally is protected. Was there some some thinking that if you uh, contract with a software as a service provider for your fleet management system or, or something on the truck, that there's going to be some levels of encryption baked into that, or do you need to go over and above what those providers probably offer? Well, you certainly need to know what what they what your these providers are offering, and at least talk and understand the the words at a high level. Again, at the very least, uh, you need to you know you need to be able to talk to them and and bring these these words to the table um, so that your transportation providers can come back to you and 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 kind of uh, you know tell you um, that they're doing everything they need to be doing um, to, to again keep you safe uh, you know there's a lot of old software out there um, and in the past you know um, you know when, when you're not talking about um, current days uh, and again a lot of carriers are using old software you know one of the, the older methodologies we always say in the businesses was in the past, Security was through obscurity, um, which is <laughs> yeah. not a not a good way to protect your systems. 
We're going to take a, a short break here, Kevin. Uh, we're talking with uh, Kevin Lenardic. He's the Chief Technology Officer at Carrier Logistics. And when we come back after the break, we're going to talk about some of the things fleets can do to strengthen uh, their resilience to an attack. So, Kevin, hang in there, and we'll be back in just a moment. I'm Jim Park, and this is HTT Talks Trucking. HTT Talks Trucking is brought to you by Heavy Duty Trucking Exchange, a relationship-building event hosted by Heavy Duty Trucking Magazine. HDTX is loaded with topical discussions and learning opportunities with some of the most innovative people in the business. Managers of Class 7 and 8 fleets apply now to be our guests at HDTX 2021 in Scottsdale, Arizona. To learn more and to apply, go to heavydutytruckingexchange.com. So we're back with Kevin Lenardic, the Chief Technology Officer of Carrier Logistics Incorporated, CLI, as they prefer to be called. Uh, Kevin, let's talk a little bit about some of the uh, uh, the, the real threats here. Uh, stuff like cargo security, people finding out what's on the truck and where it's going, who it's consigned to, uh, right down to whether or not it's even possible to uh, uh, seize control of a truck somehow electronically by wire. Uh, if there's uh, nefarious forces out there that are trying to, you know, get hold of a truck full of gasoline and turn it off or, you know, steer it down some alleyway. It, th- that kind of stuff they make movies about. But, I mean, is it possible today? Can that kind of stuff be done? Gosh, um, yeah, that, that's a scary, scary thing. Now, fortunately, everything I've read um, to this date um, and, and, of course, of things that people have uh, actually done, and, and fortunately, these people are, have been researchers trying to break things, uh, and indeed they have. And um, luckily for us, we've learned from them. Um, but this is all scary stuff. And um, you know, we always say, "What well, can it be done?" Well, possibly. Um, and and the answer is definitely not absolutely no. It can't be because you know, as we see things new come all the time. Well, I, from what I hear, what I read. I don't think anything is impenetrable um, yeah. if somebody wants into it badly enough. But, you know, we're talking now about uh, autonomous vehicles, you know, computer controlled without even a driver on board at some point in time, maybe 10 years out. But can those systems be hardened to the point where we can be absolutely certain that uh, nothing is going to go crazy in a situation like that? Yeah, and in this world, nothing is absolutely certain, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> that wasn't uh, the answer I was hoping you'd give me. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, um, yes, in the future, um, you know, uh, attackers are looking uh, for, for more ways than ever to gain access to, to a vehicle, whether it be a, a car, a truck, um, anything that moves. Um, and, you know, we've heard stories about things in the past, uh, but autonomous trucks, are, are certainly a very juicy target. Uh, you know, with all the new self-driving, autonomous, you know, platooning features that are out there. And, um, you know, there, there's, this, there's, you know, in some future discussion, there's, you know, what there's this concept of drones getting spoofed. Um, all these, these, these trucks, um, you know, again, potentially or possibly, um, they use these, they use GPSs to keep moving down the line and, and keep, keep tabs. And, um, well, there's this concept of this GPS spoofing on trucks where a truck could theoretically, again, <laughs> be given instructions to drive anywhere a hacker uh, or a hijacker wanted them to go. 
Uh, and it even says, sorry, that even says, you know, uh, um, other things they could do. A, a hijacker could theoretically, again, maybe it's in the future, uh, gain access to a truck's internal systems um, where they just don't make a move at all, um, put a company out of business because they're, they're simply holding the truck's ransom. And they're all sitting on the side of the road somewhere, unable to move. Yep. Wow. I read a book years ago. Uh, some terrorist had uh, somehow managed, I think, to reprogram the altimeter settings at various airports around the country, one in particular. And airplanes who were on uh, approach to land there, you know, were seeing the airport at, uh, let's say, 250 feet above sea level when the airport was actually 300 feet above sea level. So it didn't even start the landing you know, the final approach stuff until what it thought was 50 feet above the ground when, in fact, it was already there. <laughs> it made a mess, let's just say. So, I mean, it doesn't, I don't know how accurate, you know, that kind of thing could be in real life, but you talk about spoofing GPSs, getting trucks to drive off of alleyways or into swamps or down dead-end streets. I'm sure they could do something more nefarious if they had the uh, the inclination to. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and fortunately, uh, you know, there, there's uh, a ton of, of government and commercial uh, activity um, stepping up, you know, with their their um, anti-GPS and anti-drone, you know, um, you know, uh, hacks to, to to really to to stop them from incapacitating a uh, you know a, a road device or, or vehicle or, or whatever it may be. Yeah. Well, those are sort of some worst case scenarios. Uh, we'll leave that for Hollywood to figure out, and uh, I'm sure it'll make <laughs> yeah. a great action movie. Uh, it'll happen. Yeah, Sylvester and uh, uh, Arnold there, they'll solve the, they'll save the day, I'm sure. Uh, but on a more sort of benign and close-to-home level, you know, if, if if the fleet invests in this technology to, to prevent this sort of uh, damage from occurring, what else has to go along with that? I'm thinking in terms of a plan. Um it's, it's one thing to come into work in the morning and find everything, all your screens blank and none of your trucks are where they should be. Uh, what happens then? I mean, you have to put a plan in place for when something like this happens. So you've got to do some advanced consulting with your security provider. How do fleets go about doing that? Uh, absolutely. And uh, like I said, this is something all fleets should be doing. Uh, again, don't assume just because you're you're handing the keys for someone else to drive for you so you can, you can do your daily you know, pickup and deliveries, um, you need to, to be working with whoever it is uh, on that end and have a 100% plan. If it's not your plan, um, get the plan from them. Um, really, um, you know, you have to have a contingency plan um, to know exactly what would happen or what should happen um, if there's a system outage. Um, you want to know exactly what steps to follow if the unthinkable happens. You know, um, these, these plans um, should define... Um, two things that, again, you should know off the top of your head and, and already be aware of. There's there's something called an, an RTO you know, that stands for uh, Return to Operations. And all that really means, it's it's how much time uh, do you expect to be down, you know, for your systems to be down. Um, um, and then the other one is called an RPO, and that stands uh, for uh, Recovery Point Objective. And that's, of course, um, really defines how much data um, that you that you are willing to lose um, for that that period of, of, of outage, and of course, just you know, talking to those providers, um, you know, there's there's from zero to 100, you know, percent, 
uh, and you need to find out as a, as a, a fleet manager uh, company, you know, what's, what's, what's right for you, um, really. And, and, and once you have all that stuff, again, just like a, a school fire drill, you know, um, you need to be performing these, uh, these mock system outages uh, and these drills periodically. And, and again, learn from them every, every time you do one. Is it as simple, uh, quote unquote, simple as just backing up your data like constantly, or can you run off those backup systems? Uh, and and once you've got data backed up, is it secure enough then in its backup state that it it it's not bringing the the hacked hacking ability, whatever open window there was, in with it in the backup? Yeah. So so it's again we we always tell everybody you know you should have your systems. Of running in multiple places. Uh, you should have your main system, and you should always have a, an off-site uh, external point um, that's far away from where you currently are um, that you can go to 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 kind of come up live again. Uh, you know, if that unthinkable ever ever happened. Um, you know, here at CLI we we host applications again, and again it's it's vital that. Um, we keep our systems running, and and again to have contingency plans. Um, what we do actually is um, we actually back up our entire virtual server uh, continuously, uh, real time, uh, to an external location. And when you, uh, you know, yep. when you say far, do you mean geographically far or electronically far? Uh, like I said, it'll be both, but uh, okay. geographically for sure. Okay. Know? So it's it's uh, you know we're we're in different states um, from from one. From one uh, main system to our kind of right. hot, um, hot offsite where where we back things up to. Uh, so you know, if the unthinkable ever did happen, um, where well, a maybe you know the <laughs> the whole building were, was out and for some reason you couldn't get back into the system, or really if again there's a virus kick or a ransomware that came in, um, like for instance we do is we we kind of we use our our cool tools, and we kind of dial back to the the backup period before that that event happened, and now people again are back in business. So that basically kicks in the moment things went south, and you can hopefully pick up from there. Exactly. Yeah, we yeah. always say you have to have you know, every single thing you do, you need to be able to 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 get back to that, and if you can't, well then you're you're right for for trouble. <laughs> Well, what about a uh, part of that response plan when it comes to dealing with your customers um, and drivers, for that matter? Uh, suddenly, they lose touch with uh, home base. They're going to be a bit nervous. Uh, how do you work that into your drills and, and alerting your customers of what's happened? Yeah, again, when we, when we do our drills, um, we know we actually have have a, have a fire drill where our systems go down. Um, you know, we, we uh, mock them up, and, and then we actually. We, we flick a switch, which automatically changes the, the domain of all of the environments, all of the, the systems uh, for what they see or where they see things to. And even now internally, they're pointing to a different location. Uh, the, you know, the, the, the systems they're talking to still think they're, they're talking to, you know, the same place they always have been. Yep. Reality, it's completely, something completely different. Uh, but again, it's all that same data, same source data that's, that's protected somewhere else. Is that sufficient to keep you up and running in the event of a ransomware attack where normally 
uh, what the attackers are trying to do is basically shut the company down until somebody pays a lot of money to, uh, you know, start up again? Or can you continue to operate with a backup? Uh, you know, you, it's, again, it all depends on um, on the, the level of that backup and the safety of that backup. Again, in addition to telling, um, you know, to advising customers and, what, again, you know, advising ourselves well, uh, to, to, to backing up to different locations, you, you should also have, um, you know, off-site backups that are that are not connected to the internet that are not connected to anywhere uh, that are always always safe again something you can always go back to you can you know in, in today's worlds uh, everything is virtual virtual servers virtual this virtual that um, and again it's easy to to spin up a new server uh, and again if you if you, you have the ability uh, and again if you don't Talk to somebody who does uh, <laughs> soon. Um, <laughs> very soon, um, you know, you, you can restore from those those again offsite disconnected um, backups that you're that you're keeping safe. Okay. Um, and, and along with that, you're, again, you're doing tests of those backups. You can always have to have a backup. What do you recommend to your clients in the event of a ransomware attack? Should they pay the ransom to get back up and going, or or how do they deal with that? I would I would never never pay a ransomware um, uh, because that's that's what they're they're hoping for and and you know of course as uh, uh, as they they pay it it's 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 someone else and they're just going to do it again it's yeah <laughs> so then to the to the mom and pop fleet who maybe hasn't gone down the security road far enough yet uh, the threat of a ransomware attack and and being held financially and operationally hostage for some time would be uh, pretty overwhelming. Uh, I can understand why the temptation would be to pay it and get it over with and get back to business. But this all goes back to our planning discussion we had earlier. How do you get people engaged enough in the, in this possible threat to get them seeing the big picture? Yeah, that's right. Um, it's, it's, it's really, it's really, really important. And, and there's no one who should be, uh, you know, who's, who's in charge of the, 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 the company, um, to, 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 to put their head in the sand and, and say it's not going to happen to me. Uh, and, and like I kind of said uh, earlier, um, if, if it's not something that you're willing and able to, to take head on, uh, you need to call an, an, an expert. And, yeah. you know, but like we said, though, you know, um, you need to do, and there's a lot of things you can do uh, to protect your physical freight. Uh, you should also protect your physical data. Yeah, I guess data is as valuable as freight nowadays, isn't it? <laughs> Certainly is. Yeah. Is this an expensive process? I mean, you know, we're talking about, you know, the lifeblood of the company here. Uh, everybody puts a price tag on everything they do, tires, wages, fuel, insurance. Does this take a big chunk out of your operating revenue? Yeah, that's a good question. And, and you know, some people think that it might it might be, but it really doesn't have to be. Um, if, if you're... You know, you're, you, you know, anybody can search, you know, uh, look, look for, for best practices uh, and, and, you know, generally talking to, to service providers, it's, it's not expensive. Um, but no, it's not. And, and it's, it's, again, it's something you need to be doing. Um, and, and again, it's, it, it's, it's not you should, it's, it's a must. Yeah. Okay, then before we wrap up, let's talk about, you know, the specific things that fleets can do then if they're not already on top of the cybersecurity problem. Uh, you meet a client for the first time. What do you advise them to do? And is this a question we can sort of cover off 
generally enough for most fleets or is this something we need to get specific about fleet by fleet? Yeah, I think this is really a, a really good um, general question and something that all businesses, all fleets, you know, regardless of, of where your, your, your niche is, you know, um, is that, that everybody should be doing. Um, and what, well, so what, what should they be doing again? Um, you know, you, you first, like I said, a number of times, Hey, if, you, if you're not willing to, to go there, call in an expert. Um, uh, and again, you need to, to have a library of, of terms that you need to at least understand and can go to people and, and, and get answers to, you know, you need to understand your vulnerabilities. Um, you need to ensure that all your data is secure and encrypted every step of the way using the latest security protocols. Um, and, you know, um, again, no matter what it is, um, whether it's internal data or external data going to, like I said, EDI, telematic platforms, um, trading partners, uh, all of that data should be using encrypted um, methods, not unencrypted, unencrypted, not older protocols, which are now susceptible to, to, you know, to hacking, uh, but current stuff. And, and if, again, if, you're, if your current provider can't keep pace with this and answer these questions, well, then I would advise, you know, searching for another provider that can. Yeah, we, we went over that ground a couple of times, but I guess I, I don't want to overemphasize the point how important it is or underemphasize. Like you said, if you, if you don't understand it, uh, which is probably the case for small fleets, uh, then at least get somebody to explain it to you so that you have some working knowledge of what's going on. You may not know all the code you need, but you can certainly understand what steps you have to take. Yeah. So you should definitely, you should, you know, constantly preach vigilance and security in all your meetings. You know, you know at CLI, we state, um, um, in our, in our, in our weekly meetings, um, we always have 10 goals and, and the top five are always security, you know, security, 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 security. Um, it, it just has to be, um, because it's, and again, we're, we're, we're in a, in a position to protect our customers. Uh, you need to be in a position to protect your, your data and your systems as well. And again, it's, it's, it's super important. You have to have a strong, you know, culture of security. Um, and don't let anything else get in the way. Well, that's pretty good advice, Kevin, and I thank you for that. We've been talking with uh, Kevin Lenardic, the Chief Technology Officer for CLI, Carrier Logistics Incorporated. Kevin, thanks for sharing those tips with us, and I hope that uh, flipped a few lights on uh, out there in, in, in Fleetland uh, to start looking after their uh, security interests. It was really my pleasure uh, to talk to you, and uh, yeah, thank you very much. HDT Talks Trucking is sponsored by Heavy Duty Trucking Exchange. HDTX 2021 takes place in Scottsdale, Arizona. Go to heavydutytruckingexchange.com to view the agenda, to check for dates, and to apply to be our guest at HDTX 2021. We have links to some good sources of information on cybersecurity in our podcast description down below, and that also includes links to CLI and other security services as well. Check out the rest of Season 5 and some of the episodes from last year while you're here listening. And if you like the podcast, please spread the word on social media and give us a review and a rating if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. HTT Talks Trucking is produced by Deb Lockridge, recording and audio production by Jim Park. Heavy Duty Trucking Magazine is published by Bobbitt Business Media. I'm Jim Park. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.